Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson yesterday, joined by Tim the Freedom Marion O'Connor. Fresh off the road, brother, from out there doing God's work of installing commercial solar systems. Heck yeah, man. Now, uh, glad that you are at the home base today rather than trying to do this from your cell phone in some hotel room uh, in oh, man. Long it, Island. That's- it's so stressful because I can't see the comments and, you know, like I just don't know what's happening as well. And I don't think, honestly, I'd, probably Bob hates the audio, right? Like he's probably not happy with the audio. Probably. He's privately grumbling about it. I'm yeah. Sure. Now, usually he tells me if it's really bad, he'll he'll be like, Kevin, this this stinks. It's it's I, just so much worse than what we do together when when I'm at the home base and you're at your home base. It's yeah. I I listen to our podcast on Spotify afterwards because I really we're we're actually our show when I compare it to other shows is really not that bad. I think more people should check us out on Spotify, and uh, I think it would be good. Like I think it would be good for us, and it would be good for them. Yeah, no. Specifically, we we want we want to grow our Spotify following because then we can start uh, monetizing the podcast a little bit. Be Make nice. big money. I'll start doing advertisements yeah. for you know something. Yeah, no, I mean, where where are all the offers to do advertisements for gold and like shady pharmaceutical products? Because like, I wonder. <laughs> we should go like sign up for those. I think that there's an issue of like, hey, we'll we'll pump your product. You. Every you know, and we get a code name. They punch in Kevin and Tim, right? Or a free solution, and then we get like a, a percentage of the sales if we uh, sign up. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that that can be a legit thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm willing to. So try. sometimes it's good. Other times it's like, oh, we're we're just gonna show for this thing we don't believe in. We will just be fanning ourselves in wad of wads of cash. <laughs> oh yeah, do this thing. It's probably fine. Yeah, no, that would it would be nice to get a little bit of a following on Spotify. I do think our show stacks up nicely um, against other shows out there, and there are other good shows out there. I'm not saying that there's yeah. not, you know, it's just a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but ours is among that good stuff, so you it, should make sure you're. It's an undiscovered gem, else. is what what I'm saying. Yeah, but speaking of good stuff, we have a good show today uh talking about a few local issues too we have a, a rochester well monroe county based issue that we're going to talk about we're going to talk about an issue going on in syracuse something that uh, that affects a friend of ours in yeah fact. Well, and, and the whole cancel culture thing this overblown kind of like persecution that gets going after after a very minor thing you know like We'll yeah. we'll talk about it during the show, man. No, we'll talk about that. Uh, so, and then we'll talk about some national news stuff. Um, the Trump train, man. I, yeah. I'm preparing my defense of Donald J. Trump right now. You oh, and God, I are going to be are. on opposite sides of this. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, of course you are. The All man, right. the myth, the legend. The DOJ has been weaponized, Kevin. You know the, that these the clown in chief. <laughs> free speech is not free, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it. It, it, it. Uh, I'm sure that'll be a good segment, and then yeah, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. we'll get to the the, the interstellar news. Oof. Um, Aliens, they're everywhere, bro. We need to unite as a as a world and prepare. Oh, and Trump laid it out. That's the other thing. Like he went, he laid out the space force, bro. Like it didn't exist before him because because he knew he's like, ah, oh, we gotta we gotta be ready. The aliens, they're yeah. already here. Yeah, I mean. He knew. But 
All right. We're we're gonna we're gonna get to the show though. We're we're, we're going on here. Um and of course, as usual, you know, leave your comments if you have something uh, good to say and uh we'll read them out here if if they're good. Absolutely. Okay. Heading in in ten. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilshere today, joined by Tim the Freedom Barry O'Connor. I am here, brother. I am ready for a show, and we're, we're going to solve some problems. We're talking... We're going to be talking about stuff of local area interest. And you and I have this ongoing discussion, right, about whether it's incompetence or malice when we start talking about the, the government and it's, it's actions in the market and it's actions when it takes, takes time to help people. Sometimes, to me, it seems they're so There's, incompetent that it's got to be malice. Um, and we're going to talk about yeah. a case like that today, Kevin. And we sure are. So we'll talk about this issue in Monroe County related to this, uh, the county housing homeless people at a motel and how it went terribly wrong uh, this week, created a whole whole PR crisis for the county, for the motel, for everyone. Everyone had an opinion, jumped in, and it did not have the outcome that uh, we expected. And then we'll talk about some uh, activists in Syracuse and whether or not uh activists should go after a place for being a venue for various different groups of course some national news and yeah, we might talk about the trump thing the trump maybe some thing. interstellar news we'll see yeah, yeah well we've we've got so much stuff to talk about that we're not even i'm afraid we're not even going to get to it all to be perfectly probably honest. not probably not but of course if you're listening on wysl sometimes we talk about stuff during the break and sometimes well, almost every time we talk about stuff after the show too. So if you're not a subscriber on our podcast, you're not following us on social media, you got to go do that. You got to check it out. Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson pages, the Tim O'Connor pages, all of those. Plus, go find us, you know, on, on Spotify or whatever, right? It could be any podcast, but f uh, find us on any streaming service and uh, make sure you find us uh, and subscribe to a Free Solution the podcast so you catch all that extra stuff too it's all it's all free right now too i ain't even charging for it it's all free it's all free it's get it. it's great content um we can get a little bit like the radio show has certain limitations kevin and i, I push the limits um a little bit stronger in the uh for the online audience segments of our of our show yeah for sure so if you want to check out any of that stuff a little bit of extra show all the podcasts is there plus all the stuff you hear in the radio show too Make sure you subscribe to a free solution podcast. Anyway, self promotion aside, let's talk about let's talk about what's going on in Monroe County. And this, this story has been kind of developing over a couple of days. And and what it was is there, uh, just to give the background on the story, there was a Motel Six uh, in the county um, over on Chile Ave where the the county was putting people who were 
or homeless, right? So but you, you can ask the county for housing assistance and they'll go find a place to put you. And a lot of times that that place to put you is is a motel that has open rooms, right? So there's some motels that'll just like, you know, half the three quarters of the rooms might have, um, you know, people who are homeless. And it, is, it also be like a refugee thing. Like it's just temporary housing, right? So yeah. this Motel 6 has been doing this thing for, for years. Um, and suddenly... <laughs> the uh the county was like hey this uh this motel isn't doing this thing anymore um we had to shut it down because of sanitary conditions uh and we're gonna try to this is on a monday we're gonna try to place everyone by friday um and so for these families who were like they they got told they got a notice like you need to be out like right now you know sometimes individuals but sometimes families with children were like what what do you mean we're gonna be placed by friday it's it's monday what do i do until friday you know like a serious situation They're like yeah no it's terrible that this awful hotel would kick you out um and but we had to because of sanitary conditions and the hotel said they refused to take anybody right this is how the the story started out when it first broke and then and then as they trace it through kevin apparently yeah, that, there's more to the story apparently, apparently there's more to the story because again at this point everyone's jumped in they're, they're they're yelling they're like this is why the county needs more funding and this is why like you know we need to move away from like greedy motel owners and like just build affordable housing and you know everyone and everyone's got their opinion on it right oh yeah um, or like they're being kicked out because of immigrants which like they they were renovating some rooms because of immigrants but they weren't actually kicking out anyone as it turns out because all that all that really happened was was like the motel owners like, hey, we can't take any additional people right now because the empty rooms are being like renovated. They they did need to get fixed up. Um, Look, and they, that's that's one of the benefits of staying in a hotel. You get a well maintained room, right? Like, yeah. So, but at some point, they've got to take the time to maintain the room. They've got to right. clean things up. They've got to freshen up the paint. And, and yeah. So and, and yeah, like apparently some of the conditions in the motel like are actually bad. Like that's sort of a legit thing. But it also might in part be that some of the residents might not fully have it together and might not always like leave the room in the best of conditions. Right. Yeah. Let's let's do you mind if I kind of talk about the people that sometimes get this temporary housing. Right. There's yeah. there's people that lose their jobs that that are yep. broke. Right. They get kicked out of their their current situation. A lot of people, and this is something that I, I kind of, even as a libertarian, it, it's not the worst way for us to spend our money, right? Like mm -hmm. there's there's homeless I people that, that deserve help. There's kids that deserve help. There's there's displaced kids that deserve, that we're going to help no matter what, right? Like, so these things are real. It's it's a program that exists. And this this one went sideways. It, it Yeah. And, and so let's talk about the specific way it went sideways. Because again, what actually ended up happening is it wasn't the hotel saying like everyone's got to leave immediately that's that's not what it was what they what they actually said they communicated to the county is that we cannot take any additional people right now because you know we we need to renovate these rooms the county overreacted they misunderstood what was going on they didn't bother to clarify what had happened and even when the the motel owner tried to clarify they had already kind of moved ahead with stuff like nope nope uh, just we're just gonna we're gonna move everyone dude, don't worry we're gonna move everyone like yeah it, like all it, this could have been article. solved maybe we should yeah. post a link to the article I'm sorry yeah, I'll post I'm a link to the article there's a there's great uh, WXXI article um that that is in here because as, like. <laughs> as I kind of read through it it felt like a little petty bureaucrat got kind of like 
annoyed with the situation and then just just jumped into action and kind of panicked right like just said oh my god we've got to do something and then i started wondering like maybe they got a friend that's got a hotel or something yeah (laughs) i don't like i don't know that like that's what it is uh it it just it just seems like there was like a misunderstanding and it could have been like solved with a phone call right like someone kind of like misunderstood like oh they're saying that they want to be done with the program. So we're going to have to move. We're going to panic and we're going to move all these people. Right. But like that failure to fall through and understand and communicate effectively, like seriously disrupted the lives of these people who already have enough disruption in their lives. They're already going through a bad time as is. And yeah, like to me, like, and again, this situation doesn't scream to me like, yeah, we should be giving that agency more money. Like, no, that's not like, that's not it that's not it no that's that's not it like you just people need to communicate better and like take the time to understand because like misunderstanding and not following through in this case seems to have can considerably disrupted the lives of these people and you know yeah <laughs> they, they went out and they, they trashed a hotel owner which you know again it seems like there might be some issues but like that wasn't really the reason why it happened like it's just something that got way blown out of proportion and and like the the thing i had mentioned to you that i tagged you in is is because I, I retweeted this and i said hanlon's razor strikes again hanlon's razor is never attribute to malice what can better be attributed to to stupidity or incompetence right, right. Because like most of the time, that's how I see government is like, like, because the way this initially got like presented is like either the county was being stingy or the motel owner was being stingy and people were just being greedy and awful and like whatever. And it turns out it's just it's just people panicking based on emails. Like that's why it's just like the normal bureaucratic nonsense overreaction type of stuff like which to. <laughs> I've I've had experience with recently too with a, a different bureaucrat than this, but um, was that your I, your community garden issue? My community garden that the yeah. city threatened to bulldoze again, which is amazing. Um, but anyway, that that's a that's a story maybe for for the the you know bonus show. But um, no, like to me, like this is just wild incompetence. That, and I say like there there's sometimes that that line right, like where it's like something is is so incompetent that it ends up looking malicious. Sure. Or or actually being malicious in like the outcome. And and I think this is one of those situations where like I, I kind of agree with you, like this ends up being malicious at least. I don't know if it it has malicious intent. I don't know if that is purposeful incompetence. Uh like if there is something in there that we find out later, okay, sure, you know, we'll, we'll say that. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna travel down this road. Like when we look at government agencies and people that go to work for government agencies it's a there's an archetype a personality archetype and and so it's i admire your ability to write things off as not malice i think that's great um but like i've mentioned in the past i've been at this for a long time but and they they've forgotten the mission of government is to serve serve humanity serve the people that elect them serve the people that are paying their bills and and so when we get into whether it's incompetent or malice when the end result is absolutely horrific we have to blame the government because even the archetype of the people that they hire can create these problems like there was a phone call would have solved this problem and that's a level of incompetence that i have a problem with and this is not like guys 
we we're conf- we get conflated. We get upset about people on welfare and stuff like that. I get it. But this is a program that exists. There's reasons. Like kids could lose their parents and get put in a hotel if they're old enough. All right. Somebody's yeah. house could have burned down or a rental property could have burned down or a pro- rental property could have got condemned. Any of these things. And yes, we're here. Our society's already structured to help people out like that. So this is a very weird thing. I'm, I'm yeah. very like. No, it, and again, it's just like a level of like either indifference in some cases where like, oh, well, them's the rules type of th- situation or just like, a, well, you know, I, I'm not going to follow through. It seems like what it is. And, I, you know, again, I, I don't know. I, I the, In this situation specifically, like and in most situations, it's it's indifference or incompetence that really ends up hurting a lot of people and is a good reason for me not to give the government more power because a lot of people are indifferent or incompetent and cannot possibly truly care for the lives of the people that, you know, they're supposed to be serving, right? And then is therefore better to find other community-based mechanisms to do this. That's like, that's, that's generally like my, my whole deal and why I'm libertarian is like a, it, that this type of situation is inevitable. And usually it's not even as well-intentioned as this. In this case, you could you could at least say like, oh, well, maybe they were trying to like, they, they just misunderstood and they were trying to like really help people by acting quickly, you know. Sure. 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 And look, right. I, I, do, I do like to give human beings, even human beings that exist in government bureaucracies, the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, sure. There maybe was a like, oh my God, we've really got to straighten out this situation. But like one of the things that I'd like to bring up always is like, here's a solution to some of this. If we want to save money and we come up with a community-based solution, if we were to, to, to lower zoning requirements, lower residency requirements, be less intrusive in that market, perhaps we, the government wouldn't have to take our tax dollars and and pay them to a hotel right like it, no, we I could. Mean, that's there, there's well you, you think about it, like you got to think of it in like marginal terms right like there's a lot of people who are like like just on the bubble like a couple bad days could lead to them being homeless or like a steady streak of a couple weeks could lead to them being able to like pay their rent again right Absolutely. Like a lot of people on the bubble so if you like do a few things to like improve choices in the housing market and get some market pressure to lower costs some the bubble lowers right suddenly like those people who are on the edge they're going to be mostly fine they have a little bit more like leeway for things to go wrong and still like keep their housing sure and, and you it know, low, lowers down a little and like it's, it's a marginal thing but for the the people who are on that bubble where you make that change to market where it's not obvious where a politician can't take immediate credit for that thing that that's thousands and thousands of people whose lives are made better but a politician doesn't get like good credit for it sure and then look you know who else might be on the bubble some elderly homeowner who might be having like a hard time paying their taxes who mm-hmm. if if they could count on the government if if it became the residential situation became a problem if they could count on the government a for a little bit of money and b to help them get rid of somebody really quickly if that person isn't working out which is not really possible under our current system we, no. we could help two people on the bubble for the price of one right like all of a sudden an older person is more comfortable at home because they have a little extra money and and we our zoning laws our rigorous tenants rights programs all of those things like are a real problem and and if yeah. we could we could solve this problem with freedom perhaps you know what i mean like no we we, we absolutely could you know there's it like but again it's people don't get 
politicians don't get credit for that as much because like it's it's diffuse it's just stuff happening out in the market that you know it's harder to both quantify and take credit for and um and and i just that's a good yeah and 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 two two other points i want to make like one is that um when i talk about like incompetence or indifference uh and and like not seeing the motivation as being like malice for most people that to be clear is not an excuse uh to like not have accountability and it's not to say like that situation isn't bad like indifference causes a lot of harm like incompetence causes a lot of harm and you need accountability when situations arise where that hurts people uh, particularly when when the government is involved um and and then the other thing too is like as just a lot of these tenants rights programs these things like they're well-intentioned they're people who like are like yeah we're gonna help people and we I want know. to like make sure that like these tenants can't just be kicked out for no reason it's it's well-intentioned but what ends up happening with like extra tenant protection sometimes is that like small landlords end up dropping out and bigger landlords have to price in the cost of like what happens when they get bad tenants. So Absolutely. prices go up for everybody. And then again, you have more people who are on the margin who can't afford the rent, who can't get like their apartment and are either forced into situations that aren't as good or they end up homeless. Yeah. BlackRock says thank you all the time for the the restrictions on on what we've done to ourselves through zoning and tenants rights combined like that blackrock says thank you and they just i mean like literally like they talked about in the investor reports that they had they they said that they uh they didn't foresee like a lot of local municipalities like loosening zoning laws the the supply would continue to be restrictive therefore it's a good investment to keep buying up properties like this and they got economies of scale they can yeah they can leave in a bad market they can leave a place open regardless they can just be like all right well we've got like and they they are just responding to like rational economic incentives like and you can be like mad at them for this but they're they're just like following the numbers like you can fix this all you got to do to fix this is let developers do this if you let developers make a little bit of money blackrock will not be able to use this as an opportunity to exploit the market that's all you got to do yeah other people make money housing prices get lower people get housing blackrock loses it, it's we amazing, right? I, I often talk about Odeon in New York where they 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 really tried hard to get rid of like student rentals. And so what they did was up the, the restrictions on who can occupy an apartment and the number of people that could be in any one apartment. And then right. now all they have are student rentals and vacation rentals. It, it's like no one wants to rent to your average everyday person off the street because the, the government has terrorized small landowners small landlords and and middle-income people that would do it at a size side hustle like they're terrorized they're not going into that market they just won't they'll they'll buy something and rent it out to airbnb and i support that but but we got to realize what we screwed up to begin with right then that's that's the issue and and no politician it doesn't meet their virtue signal right no no exactly it's it's you know what it's and that's the tough part about like winning like libertarian policy positions sometimes is that like if everything works you can't fully claim credit for stuff a lot it's like ah oh, yeah i know like everyone else had to go and do their own thing when i said that we should stop preventing them from being able to live their lives and and then that made things better and then like oh well you didn't fix that they did and i'm like yeah i i know that like we all know that like that was the point though and, they but don't the get politicians their name don't like it. being able to yeah. like 
there's no ribbon cutting for that. There's no no one's gonna name a bridge after you for that. No no street name, no program name, no yeah. nothing. It's I mean, I did also, the right if, thing. If I ever like do do anything like that, please don't name a road after me. Like I can't imagine a more disrespectful thing to do to a libertarian. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> That would that would hurt. That would hurt. I mean, in a way. Yeah. Like I, I would want my road to be privately owned. Like Yeah, if it's a private road, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's yeah, like but private road. If it's a toll road, even better. Even, <laughs> even better. Yeah. No. Oh, that would be great. Just a just a slight charge to cross this bridge. The Tim yeah, O'Connor Bridge. That would be great. That's right. The All right. Anyway, uh, we're, we're heading up on a break. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution at WYSL. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. All right. It, it, it's wild the law of unintended consequences, right? Like these little little governments try to do the right thing and then then they like you you were just saying they, there's no incentive to back off of it there's no incentive to back out of those bad ideas they're just like no right yeah it's like oh you're, you're gonna you're gonna back out and say you're wrong and look foolish no people <laughs> are gonna roach you for that. that that's gonna be your your opponent's commercials oh it's so funny it's so it's 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 crazy um so we have a, still have a great show and we're kind of already like Running long on time. We're not going to get there. I'm not even going to get to the illegal bio lab that they found in California. Chinese owned. Oh, the, the mouse COVID stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, we'd mention that as a topic. Like, again, maybe this will be in the bonus section. Like, all the, because this has actually been a story for a couple of weeks now, all this stuff with um, the uh, natural emergence of COVID and the reports that came out and the reporting by the New York Times and just like all this stuff going on question when the authors of these reports are like, yeah, actually, there's a pretty good chance that it came from a lab, but like we don't want to say that. Just, no, I, I, the New York Times is that, that it. First, I kind of, as prepping for the, for that to be a segment, I kind of went back through and found a bunch of things that New York Times has kind of gotten wrong over the years, and it, it's honestly incredible. And it seems to be like happening at an accelerating pace in a way. Like they they were so wrong. Zero Hedge lost their platform, and they were like monetized on on youtube they lost their platform for simply presenting a dna analysis that said based on what we're looking at these things can only happen one way and that's if human beings interact with this right and and some of the 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 people who like were writing nih funded reports on this were like yeah low-key we think that because of that exact reason, because they saw some stuff uh, that looked like sense. it was artificially made that didn't exist in any of the natural emergence stuff that they were seeing, like, as ah, is probably man-made. But we're not going to say that. We can't say and that. And it turns out there was, like, then, like, see, that's, like, the malicious, like, the malicious political stuff that, like, actually exists. Because sure. it is out there. Like, that. it's it's definitely a thing. I think it's more rare than maybe you think. But, but it's definitely oh, no, out there where they're like, we're going to suppress this, like, good science and knowingly do so. And it wasn't even like a we're going to like kind of ignore things a little bit because of incentives. No, they're like blatantly like, 
we are we don't answer going questions to about that. not answer the questions about this. We're going to pretend that this theory isn't uh, it publicly pretend that this is like a crackpot theory to say right. it came from a lab uh, and publicly say there's the only way it could happen was in was from a natural emergence uh, in, in the wet markets. Okay. Uh, but like having private conversations that were documented being like, oh, no, it's, it's definitely a thing that like it probably came from a lab. It's actually more than likely that it came from a lab. Um, but we just it just would be too dangerous to say so. when the Department of Energy concludes that it came from a lab. That's good enough for me. Like, I also still wonder why the Department oh, you're going to trust Energy, the government, Tim. I, I, I'm still wondering why the Department of Energy is the arbiter of, of yeah, you know. know, science, I guess. It's weird to me, but OK. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, but so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we could probably go on about that for quite some ways. If uh, it would be hilarious, we will. We will on a different show. We've got like honestly that that thing in Syracuse is going to probably take up a whole segment. It's a pretty big deal what they did. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll talk about it. So um, we're going to go back in you know, ten seconds, and we're going we're going to talk about Syracuse and uh, rail line five. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim Friedman. I'm here, Kevin, and, and as always, hey, look, so check it out. We're, we're talking about New York State stuff that isn't weed-related, so I think people should be pretty excited about that. I, I, I can bring it back to me, but no, I won't. I won't, though. Yeah, won't. and look, look, my conservative friends, we're going to actually talk about Moms for Liberty. We're going to talk about cancel culture, and we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, a, a libertarian-owned bar, but they—they're—they're they're really non-political, right? That—that that is basically caught in the crossfires just—just just for hosting an event. This cancel culture nonsense, this woke like, let's hate everybody if they don't do things exactly our way, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so talk about this. So the the business is Rail Line. It's a it's a bar out in uh, Syracuse. Uh, I've been there before. They they've had uh, actually. I think the LPNY convention or some LPNY event was there one time. Yeah, I've been um, there. It's a great place. Our buddy Sean is a wonderful guy. He's running the show there. It's it's yeah, he's a manager over there. He's quoted in the the story uh, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, so I'll share the the link from uh, from Based Politics uh, talking about this story, and. Uh, it, it, I think it, who's it written by? It's written by Brad Palumbo, who's been a Brad, guest on the show before too. Brad's a good um, guy. Like he 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 goes yeah. down a little bit of the work worm woke wormholes sometimes, but generally, I, I really appreciate his efforts. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I'm, I really don't consider him woke. Like he's it's like almost conservative to me. Maybe, maybe I'm losing perspective, but like, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong. You know, like I'm trying to think. Let's. I always want to be. Yeah, fair anyway, we're we're not we're not here to debate, Brad. That's no, that's no, not right. what this is. We're no, no, we're we're, ta- we're talking about. Okay, so let's 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 give context to the story, right? So yeah. so this bar rail line that like so they posted a bunch of events, you know, like the so our our friend Sean Hannon, also a uh, someone who's been on this show several times as well, and sometimes yeah, he, he's in the comments section. So Sean's great, and uh, so he. Uh, He's the manager of this bar, but they, they host a bunch of different events. They host conservative events. They host uh, Democratic Party events. They host, uh, you know, 
marijuana events and legalization yeah. events. See, I told you I could bring it back to weed. Like far, um, farmers markets, they do all sorts like, of So they, they, they just, they're an event space, right? Like that, yeah. that's what they do is they, they host events, right? So they'll just, they'll take stuff. Um, and so one of the events that they, they hosted was Bombs for Liberty, which uh, I would say I, I don't always, uh, yeah, we actually got, we got Sean here. All right. Hey, Sean. So look, we can, for you guys. if you mind, let me, let me just say what, what the context with Moms for Liberty is, that they're an organization that is particularly concerned with what they see going on in our, our schools, and they want to have an impact. And, and so where they got caught up, Moms for Liberty got caught in the crossfire of the woke culture mob because they, they wrote a letter that, that ostensibly quoted Hitler, but like the Canadian truckers carrying a Nazi flag, they weren't quoting Hitler like they supported Hitler. They're like, right. this is this is yeah. what we're fighting, and we're afraid that the government isn't the best people to be in charge of our children's learning. And so they wanted right. certain books removed from school libraries. They never asked, like, arguably people were claiming that they wanted books banned. Uh, I don't... I, I, I would argue that, but... That. What's that? That... that, that I said... I, I, it kind of seems that way to me, but, but it, regardless of that, it, but I get it. Like, right. Something like the, the Hitler quote thing that the people keep bringing up those. Yeah. Like they, there, it was a quote about Hitler saying that like, you know, you, you need to control the youth to control the future. Right. And, and that's what they're saying. Like, it wasn't like a, we support this. It was more like a, this is the threat coming from the left and the people who run schools now. And it's why it's so important to be involved in your schools. Right. Like that's, 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 that's what their, it is. That's their premise, right? That, that, that's what they're arguing for is, is people. And, and as Sean points out in the comments that it was a, an affiliate from Hamilton County in Indiana that, that started the quote and the official yeah. moms for Liberty national chapter kind of disavowed it kind of said, look, that was really bad. We, yeah, we, it's like we, it didn't didn't come off the way they intended. Sure, right? like it, you know, and, and again, like so, Monster Liberty got themselves in the crossfire of the woke culture mob, and now, at by the process of transference and projection, right. the rail line is is somewhat in the crossfire here, losing. Yeah, baby and, so, and, also, and this is a group, by the way, it's, it's active all over. I think there's there's like quasi you know, activist stuff happening in, in Monroe County too. Um, and so they, they hosted this event here or they, you know, they allowed the event to, to go on here because they, they just host events. That's what they do. And people caught a hold of it and they're like, okay, we're going to punish this business for allowing this thing to exist. Right. Like there's, there's this idea of like, if you give space to disagreeable people, and allow them to exist in society at all, you are endorsing their views, which is, I mean, we, we we could debate that. Like, so, uh, you know, I can I can take the the like the woke side on this one if you want, but like, Why just just you? to play devil's advocate. But like that that's so it. like their 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 whole the the idea behind this is like, why would you allow people to um, and and we'll clarify for, again coming from Sean, we hosted the Onondaga County affiliate of uh, Moms for Moms Liberty. For Liberty. So, yeah, yeah, and and so. Not not the Nazi quoting Indiana yeah, right. chapter, which yeah, again different, different thing. Again, just, people understood have, the intent yeah. of that quote, right? Like, right, yeah. So, so again, and and yeah, I'm not I'm not really intending to, to, to defend them. Like, I don't 
I don't actually care. I think like the the real issue like up for debate here that the thing that the, the woke folks are trying to say is like you you should never give space to these people. That allowing them to exist in polite society effectively endorses their views, and therefore like you are contemptible for allowing them to to be like able to promote an event to gather people together to fundraise to like get more people into that right and that you are therefore part of the the problem so this is this the argument that people make for it again not not one that i'm necessarily not not one you're i'm just i'm laying out like this is this is the nicest version of what these people think that is yeah that i was gonna say you're kind of sugarcoating it a little bit yeah that's that's that you know what that you know that's why i do it's like i'll I'll give it this is this is the nice version of how you make that argument the the way it actually played out is uh people would say all sorts of nasty stuff about this restaurant the people running it and leave negative reviews that had you know nothing to do with the with what Railline itself and yeah like just just all sorts of stuff to trash them try to, to to cancel this place um and you know whole protests and things like that outside of it and yeah so again people certainly may again I, I made the nice version of the argument like if you're hosting this you're therefore endorsing those views i i don't know that that's true i mean there there are plenty of places that have hosted libertarian party events who certainly didn't like totally share our views Right. Some did. Some did. But some yeah. are just like, we're an event space and you are allowed to have event space. They've um, had gay weddings at the rail line. Like they are certainly not a judge, a, a, a bastion of judge, judgmentalness. They've, they've had fundraisers for Democrat candidates like they I, I believe on County Libertarian Party even uh, endorsed a Democratic candidate. Probably like it probably came around and bit him in the butt later, but still they did it. You know what I mean? And that's cool. Like right, that's we- how we try to have impact in 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 our world like bring liberate libertarian ideas to the forefront endorse people who are, are promising a more libertarian future and to participate right like so that's something we try to do it's very cool this is cancel culture is is nonsense to me the the conservatives try to cancel bud light i'm literally like drinking bud light just to make a point to my friends like because I don't care. I don't even like Bud Light that much. It's not even that great of a beer. It's just, it just is, you know, like, guys, it's just a beer. It's nasty. It's low carb. That's it. You know, I could drink a bunch of them. <laughs> That's it. Anyway. That's all it is. Also not here to, to, to praise or demonize Bud Light. Uh, so, so Tim, like, just, just uh, going back to that issue, like, how do you respond to folks who are like, well, you, you shouldn't uh, host events by people who have groups that disagree with. And, you know, just to, again, to make the devil's advocate argument, like, is this just free speech? Are people just criticizing something that they disagree with and need to just kind of deal with it? Right. Or or is this cancel culture? Like, what what do we, what do, we do with this? No, I, I get it. Like, that's a pretty good argument, right? Like, do you have the right to say, all right, now this place sucks and I don't want my friends to go there? I guess in a way you do. But it's it, there's a, a level of maliciousness there when they're calling or, or alleging that this is a promoting nazism which it definitely is not like it has nothing to do with nazism so that's a that's a bad faith argument right like it is and when they just have an open space for lots of cool stuff that's the real argument so so why why would they try to take them out it's a relatively small business and how small businesses struggle in new york state so why would you do that because there can be no one that disagrees with them. That, that, yeah, that's like go. every everything must be this way, and you have to fight tooth and nail to have anything 
you there uh, what, what's the what's the the chomps is a chomsky quote you can't be neutral on a moving train so everything everything uh you know needs to take a position every business every individual every nonprofit needs to take position in the in the fight of culture wars and uh and politics or or be punished you know like that's it. We're, we're going to punish you if you do not comply and if if i was to draw analogies to nazism i would consider that that kind of behavior appears actually you know what that's not actually fair it's not it's just well awful. i mean it was it's it's a it's a thing of like totalitarian regimes generally. yeah it's like a it is a is a, a a facet of like uh, communist governments of fascist governments where like everything you do has to be positioned in relation to what the state is or isn't doing right and there can't be any like again they can't be any neutrality um in, in this because like neutrality is essentially opposition right you can't just be you can't just be running a business like you have to to, to take a side here yeah. um and yeah and then so that John again, uh, that the primary reason uh, stated for us canceling the event was that we were hosting Hitler loving Nazis. No, we probably should have just invited Sean to join yeah, us for really, this show. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, we, we, we should have just had you on, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, first of all, he, he, he has his own podcast too, and he does a great job. Like, he's a good, yeah, and he's been on before. He, he's, he's been on the show uh, on, on a free solution and, and back when it was Radio Free New York, he's, he's been on the show before too. So, we should have just. Yeah. Should just add John. John, sorry about that. But, um, but, but again, like it, I, I get like the, there's some things that are worth criticizing, right? Like if you're a business owner and like you are openly supporting a thing and people disagree with you, like you don't. The First Amendment doesn't guarantee you any respite from criticism, but I, I think there's a a tactic, in a a set of tactics in a in in a in a way of presenting the issue where like it, it's false right again like saying like that the they're 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 hosting hitler loving nazis like that's not that's not true like they're they're definitely way not. yeah there are things definitely in not. which i like somewhat disagree with like this group's approach to like how they want to hijack the education system for their own purposes like they're just using the government but for their ends instead of the democrats using them for their ends like it's regardless of how i feel about this group i i don't i don't think that they're hitler loving nazis nor do right. i think that this business is like endorsing everything about what they do by hosting them there. I, I love I, your I, new, I think... nuanced take there. Like I appreciate it and I respect it, but I, I think that there, there is like this diametrically opposed society. And if we could get more people to think like us and accept that there is nuance to everything and that the quoting Hitler, the mistake that that Indian chapter made doesn't mean that the Onondaga chapter is doing the same thing. And, and yeah. when we get into like this argument about book banning, I didn't feel like they were banning books. I felt like they were trying to get books out of school libraries and then parents can still provide those books if they feel it's important, you know, that they weren't right. after. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, it's important to clarify what they're doing. I guess banning books is a different level than they don't want them in public libraries and we could debate over whether or not something should be in a public library or school or not, but uh, it is, somewhat different than banning a book which, it, which it implies is, right isn't it i mean it's not a being able to access it at all it's a world of difference as far as i can tell yeah and and 
I said, and then the event did get canceled, John Clefay. So we were pressured for two days leading to the event uh, canceled, right? So which cancel culture, man, that's that's what it is. Look, it's something that we're stuck with. But I I want I think that a certain segment of the population would like to decompress from some of this stuff. Yeah. Like I said, most we're here for you. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and yeah, and then and this business lost other business from it as well. And John's updating uh, a few things in the comments. Syracuse University is one of the three canceled events as a direct result. And there, there's more stuff in um in in the article that we shared too from uh, Base Politics. Um, and yeah, and again, I, I think I think your average person is like I. I don't want to get involved in all these culture wars. I don't want to like make every single thing political. I don't want to have to like analyze every single like thing that I do for my business, for my life, for my community through the lens of like exhausting politics. Yeah. And, and I mean that from both like the left perspective, the woke perspective and the right wing perspective where like, you know, they're on about like whether or not you should drink Bud Light and stuff, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to deal with that either. That's, that's also exhausting in a different way or having strong opinions on the Barbie movement. Like, bro, I don't, I do not care that much. <laughs> no. And, and that's, that's better. Like, so, so, yeah, we shouldn't go down the wormhole of the Barbie movie, but I did ask my kid. He did go. He took his girlfriend. I'm like, how was it? And he's like, oh, mid at best. And I'm like, was it pro male? And we laughed and laughed and laughed because it. he's like, he goes, dad, it was it, some parts of it were kind of ridiculous. But overall, it was just like a weird, dumb movie. And I'm like, right, that's my boy. You know, like, that's cool. That's the way to look at it. Yeah. Don't take it too serious. Be slightly annoyed and laugh it off. You know, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, did, anyway, we, we should head to break. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution on WYSL. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. So, so go ahead. This is this is just this is a good good like breakdown. Like who who wrote the lyrics quoting Hitler saying that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world? And that was like the quote at issue. Shelley was similar to that one. Um, and it's actually been a an ongoing theory throughout history, right? That that as we we move towards a more public kind of village square. If we can teach the kids to behave in a certain way, we control the future. And it, so Hitler wasn't the first one to say it. Moms for Liberty kind of lifted an almost direct line from him. And again, it was to point their angry finger at the government. Right. But nobody's going to take it, you know, like. In yeah, I mean, like if, if 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 I if I quote Joseph Stalin, like it doesn't mean I'm supporting what Joseph Stalin is doing. Yeah, it's right? a cool like, quote, like, bro. <laughs> right, well, like, he has that, that quote from like about like one that's a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic, right? Like, and that is a, like a way in which it, it kind of echoes in, in some ways what like Adam Smith said about like the the distance that like large numbers and like and physical distance can can give the people in terms of like how much they care about a thing, right? And so it's 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 an interesting quote, and he uh, it, the, the certainly uh, had a lot of statistics. The woke mob went after uh, Robert F. Kennedy for something about fourteen days, uh, fourteen words, oh, and eighty-eight. Like yeah. honestly, I couldn't even. Yeah, like, well, that was a that was a weird co- uh, coincidence. Uh, I mean, they're. <laughs> so like the, there's a like the, there's like some Nazi associations with fourteen and eighty-eight. Um, 14 words, right? We must ensure a 
something yeah. future for Aryan children or Nazi children or something like that. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's something about like supporting white nationalism, right? So it's a fourteen words thing. Um, and then uh, like eighty-eight is like H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, so eighty-eight HH. Yeah. Um. So it, it just didn't seem real to me. Like it. Yeah. I mean, it was like. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of looked at it. So I was like, I don't. This isn't like proof or anything. It is a little bit weird, but uh, you're kind of like. God, it's weird he put those two numbers together in his little speech. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like it's weird. Like, I mean, it, or whatever it was. Like, was it a speech or was it like just a tweet? I don't even know. I think it was um, just a tweet, probably. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay that much mind. You know, like I, I paid more attention to his like, uh, the COVID virus was engineered to like, not go after Chinese people and and Jewish people, and I'm like, oh, uh, that seems uh, weird. That's uh, that's weird. Weird you'd say that, man. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was a lot of context to that, uh, allegedly. But also, I don't, I don't look. First of all, he, he's yeah, he's a Kennedy, so people are interested in him because his last name is Kennedy. I think that as they get to know him, I think that the the bloom is going to fade on RFK, like. I, I believe that yeah. uh, one of the real issues, though, Kevin, probably, and you understand this, is that there probably is a real hunger in the Democratic Party for an al alternative to Joe Biden that that could have yeah. some broad appeal, um, slightly less authoritarian, slightly less like uh, slightly less insolvent on economic issues. Like the guy's like just not there, you know, like he doesn't quite his tweets about Bi Bidenomics. is like I, I don't even know what to say, like. He's lost his mind. Whoever's even writing yeah. those tweets for him has lost their mind. And then Robert Reich backs him up, and I'm like, "What? What are you doing, man?" I don't know. Good old Robert Reich. Oh, that guy. I didn't even get to talk to Lars about my my affinity for him bashing Robert Reich. He he has decided that Robert Reich is his his guy to kind of take down, and I love it because, as we all know on this show, that Robert Reich I think is kind of a lunatic. Yeah. Definitely not an economic. Like he's not. He, he's just. He's just an envy trading psychopath. That's all he is. Anyway, speaking of the incompetent people who rule us, we're we're, we're going to go into the next segment in a minute, and we're we'll talk about the latest Trump indictment. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about it. As I just heard you crack another beer. I'd, yeah, I'd rather talk about aliens, man. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna get to the aliens. We're All gonna right, get cool. to the aliens. I, I don't even want to spend like the entire segment talking about about this. But uh, All uh, right. point okay. is, if you listen to this part though, like in the last segment, uh, go go check out that business if you're in the Syracuse. It, it's a good place. It's a great uh, it's place. Nice. Yeah. I I really like it. Rail lines. It's a great place run by a great guy. Um, and uh, yeah, hope they. I'm sure they'll recover for this because they they do good stuff. So. Anyway, we're going to go back in just a few moments. Again, thanks for all the comments. And we're just going to just gonna jump in the next section. We're not getting to all of these quite yet, but appreciate you being here, Patricia and Shelly and Sean and everyone else listening. All right, back in five. A free solution. Back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim the Freedom Marion O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin, and and apparently they they really got him this time. 
They. 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 All right. The weaponized DOJ has finally gotten Donald Trump. There we go. Let's be let's be specific here. They got Donald Trump. They they have brought another indictment. Another. Not not just from having stocks of uh, boxes and boxes of classified uh, documents in his bathroom that he is showing off to uh, strangers. Not just that, but also indictment for his role in attempting to maintain the presidency after the 2020 election. That is correct. That's what they've got him on that, that he knowingly was going to defraud the government um, because he had lost an election. It, I kind of parsed through the um, uh, the indictment, and I find that it, it rests on some unindicted co-conspirators, which is always an interesting thing when you see right. these indictments. Someone, someone now, talked. It, he, it also rests on this concept um, behind free speech that he was knowingly making false claims, uh, hence the prosecution for fraud. And I think that honestly that, that to me is going to be a hard case to make like though with the unindicted co-conspirators, that's kind of a big lever, right? Like they can say, well, either you testify against them or we're going to indict you. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's part of what it is, right? Like did, was there a conspiracy? And I mean, conspiracy in the, the literal sense of the word to try to maintain power despite Knowing that they had no legitimate claim to uh, think that the the results of the election were um, fraudulent or incorrect and going beyond the legal means available. And they certainly tried the legal means available to challenge the results of the election and take uh, take stuff to court and get electors in there beyond all that, you know. Was there a conspiracy to try to uh, violate the Constitution and prevent the peaceful transfer of power? Was there a crime in that process? And, so, and some of the stuff in here, too, by the way, it, it, it is spooky. I'll be at like, you know, uh, there, there's a part where they're talking about um, the when, when the deputy White House counsel was talking to one the co-conspirator for um, that there hadn't been an outcome determinative fraud in the election. And that if the defendant remained in office, nonetheless, there would be riots in every major city in the states code conspirator four responded well deputy white house counsel that's why there's an insurrection act so they're like oh we'll just declare martial law if anyone like gets mad that like we aren't leaving office um yeah i i look i I look at stuff like this and i'm like why is the chair of the libertarian party defending this stuff why i'm like i i don't get why libertarians are like ah like they're just going after him like man this guy's this guy's terrible the people around them are terrible. They're trying to stay in power. Like I, what? I think where they we get in line, or where where the party, the Libertarian Party, gets in line with them is that that it does appear to a lot of people. And so, like, look, I get that this is debatable, and for nuanced guys like us, like I get there's an issue, but that that the DOJ seems to be particularly aggressive when it comes to Donald Trump. We have to be like concerned about the weaponization not just of the fbi which we feel i feel has kind of been made obvious over the years that they occasionally now whether it's an endemic to the system or whether it's they occasionally get so crazy they make mistakes i'm not persuaded that goes to the incompetence versus malice kind of thing um right 
So, no, I mean, so, there, there's a bit of malice in the FBI. I'm yeah, gonna, right. So it's maybe like, there. We we get to this point where it it people are concerned that these institutions, that the deep state, will put its face out there and and like a snake strike, you know. And I, I think that that perhaps is what. All right. Well, not to make excuses for them, and I don't want to put words in their mouth. You know. No, like, sure. So what? Uh, I I guess like the question to me is like, okay, like the the accusation from from you from the charitable libertarian party from from MAGA world is that like that this is purely political that this is not something that would be pursued with like anyone else but the flip side of that is like how egregious do you have to be in breaking the law before it starts to upend the concept of the rule of law itself because you are not prosecuting this person for crimes that any other person would be thrown in jail for and he was also in a unique position in with unique power to like abuse the system and attempt to like circumvent the constitution itself like what like if this were if this were a democrat in office like would you would you feel if 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 joe biden did decided that he wasn't going to leave under any circumstances and would declare martial law to stay in power if Trump won a legitimate election, like, would you be like, nah, we shouldn't be prosecuting him. That's just political. Like, I think, I think most people would be like, no, that's bad. We should, we should say it's bad. Uh, well, we, we can absolutely say that it's bad. We can absolutely agree that it's bad. What, what the problem is, is that the end result of all of that stuff is that some basically over emotional people have been locked away without like being able to see the light of day and arguably when it's a weird weird thing for me when we're talking about donald trump and him spouting off of his mouth like i think we all agree he's kind of an idiot right he's kind of unpolished and he kind of doesn't think like he's not the quintessential politician quintessential politician that that can understand the nuances of these things he's like a bull in a china shop and he's in a way kind of hilarious and like also disappointing in so many ways. Like he didn't follow through on so much stuff. So like when we get into this guy, I wish that there was a better candidate. Like that's it. Like I, the guy, I mean, like literally the, the only thing Republicans have to do to win against Joe Biden is run anyone, but Donald Trump, like anyone, but Donald Trump, like is going to look great next to Joe Biden. I, I don't really want them to win. Uh, but they're going to look great next to Joe Biden. And if the Democrats want to win and Donald Trump's a nominee, all they got to do is run anyone but Joe Biden and they would crush him. Uh, actually, just that's like pretty waiting analysis. I kind of haven't thought about it like that. Like, I'm, I'm looking at DeSantis and I think as his campaign's imploding, right? And when I listen to Vivek talk, I think that he's just another kind of like well-polished but statist Republican who's going to just... Like, oh, I, I think it's going to take like, his people and make everything better. And it's like, none of that's going to no, no, happen. No, they're, they're, they're like that. And in, in the RFK is like that on, yeah. on the I Democrat mean, side. And, you know, like, so in, in Ron DeSantis, I don't agree with him. But I think next to Joe Biden, Ron DeSantis is going to look spectacular. It's going to be like a, a Kennedy Nixon thing, right? Like, he's yeah. going to look like the young, polished, put together guy next to a, a, a doddering old fool. Like, that's that's what it's going to look like. If it, because stage. that's what it is. Like, let's be that, honest. That's what it is. Like, and again, that would be like, what it is. Ron DeSantis, like, is, is terrible in his own ways. But he like, is. He is. he's going to look great standing next to Joe Biden if he's on the debate stage. And again, that, that is not an endorsement of Ron DeSantis. I, that's just a political analysis of, like, a uh, 45 year old guy who can like string senses together and not like ramble on about stuff is going to look better 
compared to Joe Biden and a Democrat who like doesn't look, you know, incompetent. Like, oh, so I take that back. If the Democrats ran Kamala Harris, they're probably still. Yeah, I mean, there's another mess there. Absolutely. Um, But so they they, they, they can't run just anyone. I do got to be fair to Vivek because he did. He did make a lot of noise about abolishing some of the alphabet soup that we have going on. Um, So he he does occasionally take very what we would call libertarian positions and then he morphs right back into a statist not not unlike some of the other voices out there like the Matt Walsh and the Ben Shapiro's who who paint a libertarian picture of their belief system right up until it comes to like putting boots on the ground in foreign countries and backing an authoritarian surveillance state you know what i mean like they they kind of oh, yeah, lose I, me there well, well no they don't kind of lose me they lose me definitely period yeah uh no for sure and again uh, that's i i as of right now have no intention to vote for any republican or democrat presidential candidate that i've seen so far like maybe someone will surprise me but i'm i am so far i can't see myself voting for so any far, of them i, I don't i would vote for be... lars mapset over any of them guys like literally yeah, i would you know and i i would go to the voting booth and vote for him because i i Whatever, it's something different. He's going to be consistent. He's talking about abolishing the state, you know, like not abolishing the state, but definitely toning it down, putting it back into the realm of a service organization. He's going to unrig the system. All of those things have appealed to me, like whether I think they're realistic or not, I don't care. I don't I'm done pretending like that George W. Bush was right about anything. Like I'm done pretending it. So like the system, the uniparty system, the Republican Party, the GOP gave us Mitt Romney. Like, oh, my God, we're lucky we're not in the like after our show because I'd be cursing my my face off because that guy. <laughs> you know, was save that mess. for the bonus content. Uh, yeah, that was, no, a, that was that was the first election I voted uh, libertarian. I was like, I'm not really going to vote for Mitt Romney. There's got to be something else out there besides Romney and Obama. And then I found Gary Johnson. I was like, well, actually, this guy's super cool. <laughs> I'm going to support him yeah. instead, which uh, I was working for like a political organization at the time and i started telling people yeah i'm a vote libertarian they're like that is crazy you are throwing you are giving the election to barack obama i'm like guys we we live in new york state i voted for ross perot so like i don't care (laughs) you know what i mean i'm looking for the next ross perot and that's a reality it was just we need a change we need we need an end to this duopoly this uniparty nonsense these guys are like I, one party's like, oh, I hate war, but we have to fund all of the wars that we possibly can. And the other party's like, yeah, I hate war too, but like, what we need to do is burn up our old munitions and and give them away and record it as a win in the GDP. Like, woo! And it's like literally insane, and people buy into it for like whatever color revolution they want to. It's like nonsense. Get a grip, right. man. Get a grip out there. <laughs> Thank God, it's not going to happen, Tim. But, but um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I, presidential politics exhausting. I, I hope that I, I hope the libertarians come up with someone strong. Like Lars is uh, a fun interview, um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he was able to go on show. Look, yeah. Chase Oliver is another good one to look into. Be great if Justin Mash runs. I don't think he will, but it'd be great if he ran too. Um, yeah, and he, he I don't know if Spike's going to run, but yeah. He, anyway, Mosh does not support Bidenomics. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> he he does not. No, I just I just want to be clear. He he also sees flaws in the string of tweets that the White House offers as Bidenomics. He's too nice about it, though. He's too polished. Well, I mean, he he's 
he's doing what like I maybe because I'm that guy, but like, he's doing like what I want politicians to do, not just like mm-hmm. yell about and get mad about. Here are the specific ways in which you're wrong and in in which we can do better, right? Like, no, I, there's I, there's like there's a- pointed anger there, but it's it's like here's how we can do it better, and here's like how we can have a system that actually works. That's what I like about him. It's not just it's it's specific. Uh, in detailed, and he's consistently principled over time. It's always so funny. With, with, you know, Justin Master is great for when people are like, "You wouldn't be saying this if Trump were in office." And then he just he has the receipts ready. He's got just the receipts. Yeah, so look, I could, I could, in fact, get behind a Justin Amash. Like I could, um, I could enjoy it. Lars if he, you know, honestly, like at some point, it's going to take those those big war coffers, those big campaign coffers, to actually make this happen. And I don't know that. We're, we're there yet, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm not looking for but, the best Republican out of a group of Republicans that love the government, you know, like, and I'm not looking for the, the most libertarian Democrat. I'm not looking for that. I want a real libertarian candidate, like a vermin Supreme, bro. Like he was just, everything he did was make fun of the absurdity of government. And so that way that had a lot of appeal to me. I, I, I like Vermin Supreme. I know people are like, wow, man, that guy's such a clown. I'm like, I know, but he's he's a clown on purpose, at least. I, it was it was good stuff. It's yeah, he has good satire. Like he yeah. he uh like if you've never heard like some of his speech about like forcing you to like brush your teeth and stuff, it's hilarious. Like it's I, I've it's, heard him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um as I I unironically like Vermin Supreme, and I know some people I, I've said that on like other like uh more um I don't want to say stuffy radio shows, but like uh, other radio shows before that I've been, I'm like, yeah, no, I like Bram Spring. It's great. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. He's a clown on purpose. Everyone else is a clown on accident. Like, and- <laughs> That's a good line. That is a good line. Yeah. Um, you know, so do we got time to talk about aliens or what? The, you know what? We're going to have to save the, the, the interstellar news, the alien talk oh. for the bonus show. So if you're listening on WYSL, we appreciate you being here. We do. We, we, we love that you listen to the show, but y'all need to subscribe too because... There's bonus content afterwards. All that, all that's there. All, all this show is there, and then bonus content. Aliens. So we get to talk about the fun stuff like the aliens. Aliens. After the show, maybe some other stuff. I don't even know. But uh, thanks again for joining us here on a free solution on WYSL. And appreciate y'all being here. Have a great night, folks. Talk to you next week. Take care. Yeah, so check out check out um hi john thanks for being here tonight man i appreciate it i know he's like john always wants to watch, wants us to be on on tuesdays and when we're like we throw him for a loop when we come on on wednesdays tim scott you should you should check out uh tucker carlson's interview like he, he i don't think that tim scott came out looking good like tim yeah. scott came out looking like a neocon warhawk and i know he's a nice guy and he's kind of got some moral caliber like that 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 society needs on some level but there no, was yeah, like to, so to me like again this isn't a policy thing like because i know tim scott has a bunch of stuff i disagree with right like mm-hmm. foreign policy included uh i i think that he would also look great next to joe biden he, ha- he has he has a great story oh he'd he seems yeah. like a nice guy too yeah. like to most people he seems like a nice normal guy in a way that like Donald Trump does not like people like him because he's a fighter. But I think a lot of people are like, man, can we just get someone like who kind of seems like a normal human can in office? Just, but like, go back to human beings. Yeah, like it, it, 
Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they 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 don't seem like normal humans. They they they're I think at least to me, I mean maybe maybe someone thinks that like all that is <laughs> just how people act, but like uh, Kamala and it like it literally goes on gibberish tours, man. Like yeah, you know, it's, no, just, it's it's so strange. It's it's the weirdest string of words to put together, and then she acts like there, I nailed it. I nailed yeah, it. Yeah, no, everything like not everything, but like there are so many like video clips of her where she sounds like the freshman in class who didn't do the reading but is trying to sound smart anyway. Like that is like it's that it's horrible, man. I like, it she's awful. It's weird that she got she was never yeah, in, in addition to a bad like why did he yeah. pick her? She checked boxes. It was identity politics. It's a problem, right? It's not it's not a solution. Identity politics is a solution to nothing. And bro, I I love everybody. Like I'm not. It's just she's yeah. awful. Like that's what identity identity politics got us. Kamala Harris. That's it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Just, so Kevin, it. I was yeah. all bored to ex- aliens existing, aliens being real, and now all of a sudden the government's kind of like, hey, you know what? Aliens might be real, and I'm just like, and I tweeted about it. I'm just like, now that the government's on board. I'm out. Now you're like it's I'm fake. Out. It's I'm fake. Out. This is distraction. I'm this out. is I'm out. I'm out. They're, they're... <laughs> Just the, your your belief system. Whatever the government says, the opposite. Burmese paradox yeah. makes way more sense. Like that's it. I'm done. I'm done with you, government. <laughs> like, nope. No such thing. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, like the the whole alien thing. Like it, it's it's you know a couple of like uh, like Air Force pilots who are like, hey, here's uh some stuff that's like weird and we can't really explain it. Um, you know, like aircraft or objects that seem to move in a way that didn't really you know match with their expectations of how like objects should move right so whatever they, they changed the name of this they, they don't they're not calling them uaps anymore I, when they come like or U, ufos anymore UAPs, it's like U, UAPs. and it's yeah. unidentified aerial phenomena and the last time we talked about uh, ufos i couldn't remember unidentified aerial phenomena and so UAPs, basically these things ufo yeah, these objects like travel at rates of speed that surpass even the railgun, right? Like sixty miles in a minute. Not like that's an incredible. That's thirty six hundred miles per hour. Like that's an incredible like speed. They stop and they hover, and apparently some of them play tic tac toe. That that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Just really good drones. Yeah. Well, arguably, you see one of them light shows. That seems like magic to me. I don't know. Are arguably. If they are drones, right? It's gonna be amazing. If we're we're in trouble, <laughs> like our, yeah, right. our planes aren't gonna be able to keep up with them if they weaponize those drones. Like whose technology is that? And that's actually that I'm paraphrasing an argument that one of the the um, guys made in the UFO hearing, and his name is Grush. Grush is his last name. I don't even know what his first name is, but yeah, he's saying like, look, if 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 this is really happening and he's saying that we have those crashed crash vehicles, we have biological material that's from other planets stored in freezers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although he keeps saying he has evidence of this, but also he's like, well, I know people who have seen the crashes with non-human biological material in it, Yeah, I love which, that which also isn't like, extraterrestrial biological material not non-human biological material could be like a dog or something like it's um yeah yeah and and like there's there's a lot of like 
innuendo and implication and like i have heard from people but like the actual hard evidence like i mean again this guy has like a legit intelligence background but like the actual hard evidence of this stuff uh hasn't really shown up yet so i'm not quite on the uh there's definitely aliens train yet like i mean there probably are but like i don't know that this the stuff in the hearing convinced me that they're aliens well it some of it sounded like hey you know what we need to do we need it to grow the space force like that's kind of what it sounded like so i was a little like i got a little right yeah so like that that's the whole point of this hearing is like wow we really need to fund the space force more like what you know like maybe this isn't real but what if it was? But what if would they, we be prepared militarily if the aliens attacked? Argument, what if it was? What if it is real? You know, like yeah. everybody that wants to convince you of something that's re- ridiculous. But what if it was? Yeah, yeah. You know, we spend we spend a few trillion dollars. Maybe we'll be ready. Maybe we'll be ready when the aliens come. That's what's can, money anyway. They just print it. It's like nothing. They'll yeah. devalue everything, and that's just one more good way to de- like continue the broken windows fallacy. Yeah. As opposed to the broken windows theory, which Rudy Giuliani still is very proud of. Like he was, I, I was down in Long Island, 77 WABC's on, he's got a show on there. He is, he is unindicted co-conspirator number one. He is aware of that. Um, And he's like, yeah, I might be indicted. I'm like, well, worse things could happen. And look, he did actually do a job. Like New York City, this is an interesting kind of side note. New York City used yeah. to be like the the pinnacle of crime all over the world. Like everybody was like, "We're not going to New York City because it's yeah. riddled with." It's a bad crime. Is it very dangerous place? And and Rudy Giuliani took some major steps to clean that action up. They were almost totalitarian in a way. They were very authoritarian and. Certainly he was bragging about catching this, the last serial killer because that's big news down there right now. They just caught a serial killer in, in Hicksville or something like that. Um, and they caught a serial killer when he was mayor um, based on the broken windows thing. Like if, if someone breaks the law, we've got to investigate them. We've got to put our foot on their neck and we've got to figure out what they're all about every single right. time. As simple as to, breaking a window or running a red light. like or Right. And, and like. Pole. Yeah. And just to to give the theory behind that, right, like this actual sociological theory is that like a community is less likely to have people who think it's okay to commit crimes if it's taken care of. If they see that windows are broken, that there's garbage on the ground, that there's panhandlers out, there's the the, the unauthorized window washers about, that there's graffiti all over, you're more likely to think that your community is not cared for, that is not watched after, and that no one cares if you're going to commit a crime. So what is one more thing? What is one more petty theft on top of, like, the garbage heap that, like, right. is your neighborhood? That's well done, Kevin. You are very yeah. good at explaining these things. <laughs> so, so like, that that was the theory that he was applying to New York. Now, like, what was it that? Like, it, it, it probably, it, it, that probably did help, actually. But, it, you know, there's other stuff, too. Like, we took lead out of gasoline around the same time. Um, which probably actually did help. Would say that again. I'm sorry. T- taking lead out of gasoline. Ar- arguably, like lead, lead is a neuro poison, right? A neurotoxin. Yes, and it's neurotoxin, and it makes you more impulsive. It, it it lowers your inhibitions, and it makes it so that you're more likely to to act on like an instantaneous violent impulse. And, yeah. and do something dumb. Yeah. So that that it, it's a correlation. And there's no way to prove one over the other, is there? 
No, uh, there, there's a great Freakonomics chapter about it. like the, the the book Freakonomics like talks about this. They're like, well, it could be that like the 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 broken windows enforcement, the Rudy Giuliani type of thing. Like we we went in these neighborhoods, we cleaned it up, uh, and because neighborhoods were cleaned up, and we got like the worst like out of the streets and into jail, like. We increased our incarceration rates. That sure. made our communities better because those people couldn't be out committing more crimes. Uh, that that's one theory. The other theory is the leaded gasoline thing. Like, well, we don't have, uh, you know, lead in the air everywhere now. So people, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And then and then the other one was uh, increased access to abortion was like their other theory. But that one's like kind of the weakest of the three. Basically, I, like, yeah, I don't know. You know I, I yeah. get it. I get it. But I don't know. I. Ah, the abortion wormhole, I don't even want to go down it. It's no. The old stop and frisk Rudy, you know, like, and look, there's people that want stop and frisk back in New York City, you know, like it, it, it I thought it was an awful authoritarian quagmire and it was abused. It, it was enforced based on skin color, it, it, you know, yeah. honestly, like New York City is, is still a mess. They have a spike in crime. If people could defend themselves adequately, all this yeah. stuff would go away. Period. That's yeah, it. that and would that would help a ton. Yeah. Um, and let's say the spike in crime isn't as bad as it was in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties too. Sure. But it's still not great. It's still worth addressing, right? Um, That's true. Yeah. No, we we have not, guys. Despite the increases in crime, we need to be aware that they're still not as bad as it was when apparently yeah. a neurotoxin was in the air making everybody insane. <laughs> yep. Um, Arguably, yeah, uh, Cody. I don't know oh, that that's I true. I to put that um, up there too. <laughs> yeah. Giuliani turned to homeless in the Soylent Green. Uh, I, I don't that, doubt that. Is that, a, that is a rumor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't doubt that. But I, if, if you see Soylent Green on the shelves, uh, maybe don't trust it. Now, check it out. I, I met Ruli Giuliani face to face, literally. He uh, officiated one of my friends from college's um, wedding. Like his, my friend's wife was a prosecutor in the DA's office and they could just ask the mayor and the mayor would officiate their wedding ceremony. So for a long time, I had a picture like it was like one of those Polaroid pictures of me and him, you know, shaking hands or whatever. It was pretty cool. That's neat. His head is, um, his head is huge. Like his head is like abnormally large for his body. And my head is abnormally large for my body, but his head is freakishly large. It's freakish. It's, it's, it's uh, like, was terrified me a little bit, really. Like, I, like Donkey maybe... Kong mode on GoldenEye large. Yeah, it was weird, man. I'm not kidding. Yeah. But uh, I did. I, I didn't want to let this comment from Shelly pass because it's 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 pretty great. It said Kevin nailed Kamala. Uh, Moby Dick was about a guy named Moby, and because he's named Moby, and with Moby being such a great name, like no, that's that's perfect. That is that is the <laughs> freshman. I didn't read the book, and I'm gonna try to go on. And if I talk long enough, maybe people will think I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. I says the radio host who has to talk a long time. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Back back then, Cody, you, you, you're about my age, so you know. We had government cheese, man. We, you could just walk up to a truck and get a big old block of cheese. Now they store it in caves. So I don't know. This, there are there are cheese caves out there. If the there apocalypse are. ever happens, like head for the cheese caves. But I so I don't know if he actually fed the homeless to the hungry. That would be that's very yeah. humanitarian, really. <laughs> it's people, bro. <laughs> it's people. People feeding people. Um no, so, I'm trying to think of if there there are other things that we wanted to talk about today besides besides the aliens. 
Um, yeah, I do want to give a shout out. I feel bad for Justin Trudeau and Bill de Blasio. They are both experiencing marital difficulty. Please respect their privacy at this trying time. <laughs> I will continue not paying attention to them. That's... I, I I just sometimes you got to cover pop pop issues. Justin Trudeau separating from his wife Clarice. That's not a real name. I just made that up. I think her name starts with a C. And Bill De Blasio also separating from his wife. He loves her enough to let her do whatever she wants or something. He made some sort of like virtuous, kind of like nauseating. You know, it's just not working out. She can do whatever she wants. Kind of, I love her no matter what. Like, yeah, okay. well, that's that's nauseating. Sounds like a good PR statement. <laughs> but <laughs> but is it a coincidence that at I, nearly I the know. same time these two guys are getting rid of their wives? That's that's the real question. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, can't we start a conspiracy theorist like? You know? yeah, so he, Tim, Tim's like, all right, got my foil hat on, like but, I'm ready. This is a conspiracy. Somehow we're gonna we're gonna find guys, the root. Those two guys have all got charts. Yeah, they've been there for each other. They behave similarly. They're both kind of authoritarian liberals who couch their authoritarianism in love for, I don't know, people. I don't know. Like, there's such a weird bunch of liars and so authoritarian that, like, I don't know how anybody buys their virtue signaling. I don't get it, but people do. Yeah. And this is why I don't pay attention to them, and I, and I will continue not paying. You're attention a better man to, than me. Like, yeah, until like Canada invades Western New York, then I will get a sudden interest in Canadian politics. Um, they they could. And, and the closest they've gotten to is invading us with smoke. Um, they got all the way to the White House and burned it right to the ground. So if they they know they did they know it's been a couple hundred years though. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's been a minute. I mean, maybe they're overdue. I yeah. don't know. They know if they put their minds to it, Kevin, they could repeat that. Maybe this. So they they, they got to get through. Okay, they could they make it get through Western New York. I don't know, but just come over and take over Rochester. And then that would be that. Yeah, Rochester. We, we already have a, a hockey team called the Americans. Ooh, you know, that would mascot. be awkward politically. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I remember the one. The other thing I was gonna talk about, like, is like, have you seen any of the news about like the Fidel is so upset? <laughs> I, his uh, son, his son is it yeah. in the crossfire, arguably. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about like the superconductor news. That that was that the alien thing reminded me of that, which is either the biggest news of the century that no one is paying attention to, or a total fraud. I don't, I don't know which. Yeah, I, so what, I can't what figure was, it out. Was that the uh, they now have superconductors that will operate at room temperature? Is that yeah, the room temperature and ambient pressure? Uh, Could you imagine? Yeah, which would be awesome if they did like it, it would it would legit awesome be like a revolution. Bro, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I, I'm here. I for one welcome our new robot overlords. Um, All right. That's fair. <laughs> no, but like it, it would be cool. Like it, it's cuz someone has said like it, it, this would be the biggest invention since the invention of the transistor, right? Like it'd be huge. Like it would revolutionize like motors and batteries and make fusion power much more likely and electric airplanes possible and all sorts of crazy stuff. Flying cars, right? Flying yeah. cars. Like yeah, yeah like legitimately like we could store so much energy that flying cars like based on batteries would probably work. 
All right, then I'm all on board. I'm not even going to worry about Skynet. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to worry yeah, about now. Now, name. sure, it's quantum good. computing is now going to be in the palm of our hand, and our AI-powered, you know, bot networks are going to be able to access that level of computing power, um, and hopefully, won't do anything malicious with it. Well, all we got to do is guard against nefarious people, which is impossible. So there will be problems if it is in fact real. Um, yeah, but nefarious but- or stupid. That, again, that I I fully believe that the world might end in like a robot apocalypse because someone like programmed something wrong without thinking it through. Arguably, that the sin of gluttony that that whole I, I go back to it that Fre- Frederick Pohl uh, novella about you know people being forced to consume. Poor people have to consume X amount of goods per month. Like the 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 the. What the heck? I can't remember the name of it right now, but so much stuff could be made through technological advancements that we wouldn't even be able to consume it all. And that we would have to might not have to. We can we can have a, a post scarcity society. It could be it could be Star Trek. We could already have a post scarcity society if we didn't hand the, the reins of scarcity over to literal psychopaths in the government. Like we're already we were already post scarcity. Like and they screwed I mean, it up. They re engineered scarcity. That's oh, a reality, gotta, ladies. We got to freeze everything in place and just redistribute what we got now, and you know, yeah. be content with that. That's <laughs> and maybe maybe degrowth a tiny bit, maybe maybe just just a little bit. Like if a few people have to die because like it makes us feel better about the earth, then then so what? Uh, Break I mean, a few eggs and stuff, right? That's, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So look uh, at this one. No talk of the writers' actor strike. Um. So I've actually done a pretty good job of avoiding it. I'm basically like Hollywood could just kind of dissolve and I'd be like, all right, well, you know, uh, somebody else will figure something out. The free market will provide. I, for one, welcome our new AI actor overlords. Me too, man. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have like all that strong opinions of it uh, about it. Like, honestly, like it's like, I, I understand the issues. Like a lot of it is related to AI, uh, like both like using the likeness of actors uh, and not like giving long-term compensation for that or uh, having basically chat GPT generated scripts. Uh, and, and the writers want to oppose that. And they also want to have like writing or minimums and stuff like that. And they have different uh, wants. And they want better pay structure for like streaming content sure uh, the problem is is that like the money's kind of not there in some of those situations so no. you know it's Good it's luck. there's not really a going to be a winner here it's just that there's 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 a lot of free stuff out there there's a lot of low cost stuff out there there's market competition in that space yeah. and so there's kind of less money to go around in any individual studio and that's going to make things tough I, and I some could... studios just straight up are going to use like chat gpt like if you use chat gpt to write an episode of paw patrol sorry no one would notice like <laughs> I, I would not at all know. I have seen now like 300 episodes of Paw Patrol. They are all the same. They are shows meant to sell toys. That's all it is. <laughs> That's it. Like the plot is the same in almost every episode with like minor differences. A robot could write it and I would not know the difference. No. Nor it, would my child know the difference. It might might actually be better, really. Yeah. So, so AI overlords. I, honestly, like the writer strike, I, I honestly I I, I could care less but i would not know how like that's a reality like the, yeah 
I'm afraid though that like the the Biden administration will be like, well, we've got to step in and kind of fix this thing, and you know Hollywood's a little bit too big to fail, and so what we've got to do is like you know print a trillion dollars and fund a few projects and you know yeah. get them back on their feet. That's what I'm worried. Yeah, right? Yeah, just do it. we just gotta give them some subsidies. Hmm. Yeah, New York will be on it. I know it. Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we love our subsidies. <laughs> we. Spider-Man 2 was filmed in Rochester. We subsidized the heck out of it. <laughs> of course they did, right? Of course. They- yeah. No, just to that- make Rochester look like New York City. <laughs> now, did they actually pay them to come do the work, or did they just say, we're not going to charge you taxes for the time? Uh, it was like a uh, like a tax break plus like uh, a few other like incentives. Okay. Um, so-, so basically they paid them. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I say, again, I, I mostly don't. Don't have strong opinions. Shelly mentioned like oh she has a brother in SAG. Uh, you know I have like family members who are like I think he's in SAG uh, and who are like involved in stuff. They're very passionate about it. And I get it. I just I I don't have strong opinions either way. I think this is a, a private dispute. I don't know how it will turn out. Um, it's you gonna, know, yeah. I just see I just see a big. I don't want the government involved out. though. I, I I don't I don't want the government involved. That's that's my position on it. Like just don't just stay out of it, Joe Biden. He's not going to because it's, it's going to be a great, like, can you imagine if the new sitcoms don't come out in the fall? And if we run out of movies, like, what's going to happen? Political. We're going to watch YouTube. <laughs> They're going to watch a free solution. That's what yeah, we're we going to do. Like, hey, you, you, don't, you don't have your, your nightly program? Watch a free, free solution instead. That's Just do that. We're here for you. It is. And, guys, if we get a bunch of subscribers, Kevin and I will do this, like, way more often. Yeah. Could you imagine like, if we actually made money at this? What a what like a like kind of dream that would be. That would be so yeah, awesome. Be a neat thing. Yeah. Um now and be a cool thing. Y'all gotta subscribe. And uh yeah, and, and speaking of strikes, I, we didn't talk about this, but there, there's there's gonna be a nurses strike in Rochester tomorrow. That's um, kind of scary, actually. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's a thing. Yeah. So it's it's going on for at least two days. Uh negotiations fell apart again today. So like, yeah, the uh rochester like general health hospital i think it might be the whole rrh system here the nurses are going on strike the union's on strike um so any of the unionized nurses the travel nurses aren't included but the unionized nurses they're going to be out picketing tomorrow and uh yeah it's kind of scary i mean some of the things like some things are, are reasonable they're like hey y'all bought metal detectors and you haven't installed the metal detectors and people are bringing in weapons not only Fair. weapons, but look, hospitals, I've been in hospitals in um, urban areas that are heavily, heavily secured because there is an element of access to drugs and, and certain yeah. very expensive equipment that, that security seems to make sense in that situation. If they don't even have metal detectors installed. That's yeah, kind so, of crazy. Yeah, so it's like the yeah the the nurses are concerned about security, and then of course it's like pay and hours and stuff, and so okay. th- that that's going to be another one where like also like medical care is about to get upended by like robotics and automation too. Um, and we hope, right? We hope on some level. Um, yeah, it's it, it's going to get disruptive. Like it, it's it's, it's in, in the, both good ways and bad. Well, the big the big hospital system is is by and large unsustainable. We we it's funny that we got to this because I have a like a personal story that I kind of wanted to share, but I might as well share it. Right, like I someone in my life has had a long term problem with their hip, like long term pain, and and what she was getting from a big 
you know, hospital system was, we'll manage your pain for you, you know? And it's like, that was not acceptable. That wasn't working. The, the, the occasional cortisone shot that every three months or something was not working. We, we finally went and got a, a second opinion and they were like, well, you know, your joints ruined. It's a one day surgery. You're in, you're out. Boom. You know, like you will be pain-free in that joint. Like that's it. So there's a certain like inevitable consequence to coming up with programs to support your system that can be countermanded outsmarted by the free market outsmarted by a smaller outfit that that's more in tune with what patients need. Yeah. And so unfortunately right now it's difficult for those types of alternatives to emerge given all the need 300 doctor certifications a year for near state, all sorts of insane restrictions on offering healthcare in New York state. It's, it's very weird when people look into it, they're always amazed. They don't believe me until they actually look into it for themselves. Look into it. Look into what a certificate of need means. Look into how many doctors gets licenses, how many doctors get licenses in New York state every year, what the maximum number is. Yeah. So, you know, thing and uh, this Patricia said, nurses deal with more violent people daily than any police officers. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they have a tough job. It's good. It's, it's you know, like I said, this region, like nurses strike, it's 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 kind of frightening uh, of of the implications for medical care. But like, I I, I get it. I, I get some of their issues do make sense to me. Um, and, and we're not going to dive into it now. Like maybe maybe next week if it ends up getting extended or something, we'll talk about yeah. it. But. Well, good luck with that nurse's strike. I, I hope they get what they want, and I hope that the hospital can get back in shape. Like that's it. That that's yeah. It. Thing it's like they, they, even though it's unsustainable. Know, it, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, like they 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 know it too. Like they they they're aware that like the way they're doing things now is kind of like unsustainable. Like because they, they're kind of like they're getting a bunch of subsidies from the government, and they're like, well, we're operating at a capacity where we're barely, you know able to keep things going with all these subsidies what if that environment changes what do we what do we do um and so the hospital systems as a whole are trying to figure out like what do we do in a post-covid environment how do we keep offering this level of service to the community Uh, are we able to keep like the robustness of service available and how do we keep skilled employees like nurses who have a lot of incentive to just do like travel nurse programs and make much more money um can't blame them it's it's a huge huge difference and they actually end up working less hours and making Mm -hmm. lots more money so it's a strange we we've incentivized a a very strange system there you know bro we we've we've went on for pretty long here yeah i think it's it's probably about time to call it for the night uh thanks everyone who's listening tonight john shelly patricia sean all of y'all. Yeah, Cody. Sean, keep fighting that good battle, bro. We appreciate it. Thanks, Cody, for stopping yeah. by. Good stuff. All right. And thanks for being here, folks. Have a good night. A free solution.